before Google, social media, or IMDb, there were guys behind the counter. They were your window to all things movie, what just came out, and what is and what is not worth your time. Stay tuned as we discuss this week's staff pick, VHS finds, and anything else that may pop up. Welcome to Behind the Counter. We are the guys behind the counter. I'm Kev with Pizza Planet Video. Sprinkles here with Collection Therapy. And how are you doing, uh, birthday boy? I'm good, homie. Yeah, man. Turned 37 on April 8th. So feeling old. My back hurts. My knees hurt. Hey, am I cracked? You know right. what I'm saying? That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh... I'm just old. But no, it was a great day. I had a great day with my family. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about you, you. You haven't been able to find anything really, have you? I haven't found shit. I've been hunting like every couple of days. I've gone somewhere, a Goodwill or something, uh, and kind of just given up hope. Nothing has any place that even sells tapes anymore. Uh, it hasn't changed. It's the same twenty or so tapes on the shelf, and uh, I found a Blu-ray. This is actually pretty rad. But I yeah, found I the, the, the trilogy of Ninja Turtles on Blu-ray, which is three discs. It had the slip and everything, like in brand new condition. That was a dollar, so that was pretty neat. But other than that, zero. Just that's nothing out there. I mean, there's not one movie in that trilogy that's bad. I like them all. No, they're great. I, I, I actually even... watched them all uh, on Monday. I just watched them all. Yeah. I forgot about the third that's... one the most. Yeah, that's when they get transported to old school China. But yeah, I found that, and then uh, that was pretty much it. And I haven't watched much this week, and I have not, and I have not seen any new trailers. It's been a pretty bleak kind of week. A lot of, busy with work, a lot of work stuff, um, in and out of the donut shop. Yeah, for sure. Me too. A lot of work, mm-hmm. a lot of family stuff. But uh, I did a little hunting yesterday. I went to my local half price books to actually look for a book. And then I found a couple tapes. I always forget they carry tapes. And every time mm-hmm. I walk past it, I'm like, oh, shit, they have tapes. They usually hide them. Were yours they, on like a wall or like tucked under the CDs? Mine are tucked under the records. So it's yeah, like, that's it's, almost, it's almost on the ground, right? So I have to yeah. like squat down. And, and half the time it's because my son will grab something and it's because it's so low. and He'll pull it down. I'll be like, oh, shit, tapes. Yeah. Like, uh, I have I just, a laser disc section too. Very, very small. Shut the what? All right. I got to look for laser disc next time. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Um. I found three movies. We've talked about them a little bit. I found uh, a couple, couple CBS Fox. Um, I found the uh, Shelley Duvall's Tall Tales and Legends series, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Now, we talked about this. It's got the Led Zeppelin font. Yeah. The, bo- the box almost looks like a, um, a Goosebumps box, like it, the color art. There's, there's some fancy clip art on this one. But, Shelley uh, Duvall's, she's something. Sad, looks... sad news about her. She is not doing so well. Is she not? That's Shelly Duvall. No, no. She kind of went a little off her rocker. She's She was interviewed recently, but it was her first time on camera in like 25 years. She totally, she was in like mental institutions and that's enough good news about Shelly Duvall. Uh, <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> um, is it Faulty Towers, I believe? They Communications Problem, The Anniversary, Basil the Rat. Okay. Oh, it's so British. It's so British. I mean, like this is very British. They use basil as a as a verb, uh, or is it basil? Who knows? <laughs> well, it's basil over there. But okay, okay. So this is a TV show. 
I'm now reading. And there's Faulty Towers. And there's three episodes on this oh, tape. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a com- it's a British yeah, it's a BBC CBS Fox. It's a cool box. It had CBS Fox, so I was like, I will have to pick that up. I'm gonna say ballpark. I don't even know how you feel about British comedies. I'm gonna ballpark you're gonna get about six to nine minutes into that. I'm a fan of how you've been served. Have you been served? Have you ever seen that on the BBC? I'm not. Is that an old one? It's an old comedy. It's yeah. it's about a department store. It's hilarious. Yeah. I, that not... that era, it's tough for me with that era. I like Monty Python, but that's about it for, for British humor See, until we get into Ricky Gervais. I'm not a Monty Python guy. Don't find it funny. Really? Yeah, I'm a weird person. I mean, well, you could say that you're a normal person. There's just a lot of weird people. <laughs> but I get people are like, oh, you love movies? You must love Monty Python. And I'm like, nope. They're like, you like TV? You must love Seinfeld. Absolutely not. See, that's crazy to me because you seem so relatable to like the Seinfeld vibe of just chatting. Oh, you know, of just, of just sitting at a, at a booth and being like. You know. I'm, I'm more of a friend, you know, kind of at Central Perk, you know, the coffee yeah. shop vibe. That's, yeah. more my, that's more my speed. More communal. Uh, then I found something that you enlightened me on. Um, a Vincent yeah, Price. This is, this is cool. This is a Vincent Price movie. Mm-hmm. Bloodbath at the House of Death. This is the road to Headstone Manor. We'll keep an eye out. We'll see another sign. A lonely road to a place where nothing seems to happen. We're looking for a place called Headstone Manor. I don't understand. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I missed you. Awfully sorry. Now there's a new name for Headstone Manor, and a terrifying nightmare is about to begin. Tonight's the night for taking a bath, a bloodbath at the House of Death. I've never heard of it. I hadn't either. Um, it had very cool font. It had a, it just was a cool box. And let's be honest, ninety percent of the time I buy movies because like that box is amazing. Right. That's what um, we're for. And basically, it sounds to me like it's a spoof horror. It makes fun of like the Amityville horror, Vision of the Body Snatchers. So it's so. like a scary movie, but in what nineteen like seventy something, eighty something. Nineteen eighty five. Eighty five. What a good year for just about everything, right? That's what I'm told. And it's this box. It's not rated. Whoa. I must have meant it was low budget. <laughs> Who knows? It's a video treasures <laughs> release. Um, but so, yeah, that's the three I picked up. I haven't really been hunting much. Um, I have been watching a few things. I watched uh, a, a Netflix original, The Highwaymen. Have you seen about that? Uh, Kevin um, Costner, Woody Harrelson. Oh, no. Oh, is that that's not about like the, the Westward, Westworld? No, that's HBO. Oh, okay. Because aren't that – wait, no, there's – Somebody's got the Highwaymen. But anyway, no, I have not seen it. I've been seeing the ads for it, and it looked badass because it has Kevin Costner and um, Woody Harrelson in it. Okay. So that. Oh, I it, think I saw posters for that during South by Southwest. They had, a big, they had a big sign out here. So it is like a true telling of the Texas Rangers, which is basically a bounty hunter group or the Highway Patrol. They're guys that would just drive long distances to catch criminals. And it was the true telling of the men who caught Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, wow. And it was well done. It was a good movie. I mean, normally I will pause things, get up, good, you know, but no, I was like full the whole time. Oh, that's great. Intrigued, like super, like, this is awesome. I really want to keep learning about this. Like, it was well done. So I highly recommend it. If you have not seen it, go out and see it for sure. 
Cool. Yeah. So other than that, like I haven't been doing much. I haven't seen any trailers lately. Yeah. Um, nothing that's like jumped out. Like I need to talk about. So I started I st- watching. Uh, I I delved into something that hasn't happened to me in a long, long time. I got a free trial for the WWE Network, and uh, I haven't watched wrestling in probably minimum fifteen years, probably sixteen now. And uh, WrestleMania was the other night, so I decided I'll just get a free trial. I watched just the main event, which was a, a three-way women's championship match. Okay. And uh, then I spent most of the next day, which was today, most of today, just watching um, women's wrestling. Interesting. Yeah, it's been really fantastic. Uh, big fan. Big fan of all of it going on right now. The dudes, they weren't really, uh, the matches weren't that exciting. Costumes, ridiculous. Really getting crazy these days. Uh, I, I haven't watched since like the Attitude Days of, of wrestling. But but yeah, I have been watching a lot. I don't know if I'll keep the subscription. Uh, like I said, it's free for a month. I've only had it two days. I might tire myself out and completely forget about it. But uh, for the time being, I've been watching a lot of wrestling. Well, that's bad. Yeah, I haven't watched wrestling since like the, God, like... Uh... Hackshaw, Jim Duggan, like uh, Jake the Snake, Doink okay. and Dink, the clown, like the so 90s. like 94. Yeah, but, like and before early that. 90s. Like Hulk Hogan was still wrestling. Yeah, those are some of my earliest memories as like a human being. <laughs> We're watching like the Macho Man and all those. Because that was right when I was, you know, four years old, three years old. The Macho Man. Those he were the days. is killer. Well, he's dead. I, well, most of those guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they... For the most part, they good were for li- the ones that live to old age. It's really impressive. They were bad on their body, and they were living this rock star lifestyle. Yeah, and just doing shitload of drugs and drinking. You know, oh, yeah, we yeah. like to call them the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, everything's got to. Here's the sad thing: when the fuck did it become the WWE? What happened to the WWF? Oh, you don't know what happened. So, um, you know, the World Wildlife Federation or Foundation. Oh, yeah. The Panda? Yeah. They sued them because they both used the same acronym. So there was a bit of a legal issue for like over a decade. And um, the Wildlife Foundation won. So they had to change it. And there was a solid, I think, 10 years where they legally, the WWE, I don't like calling it. I think it sounds stupid. But the WWE had to actually blur out the WWF logo everywhere on every piece of old footage that they had so what does so, the e stand for entertainment okay so it's world wrestling entertainment as opposed to uh federation because there wasn't there like at one point like two different like there was a wwf and then there was like another wcw yeah and there was ww uh ecw and the wwf bought all of them okay and then kind of picked which wrestlers they wanted or could afford, brought them on board, and uh, that's when I stopped because it kind of all died out after that. There was just too much going on, and there was no competition, so there wasn't anything really big going on anymore. I mean, we all... I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but this is not real. We all know that, right? It, it the, the events are scripted, correct? The characters are fake, Um Wrestling is still an athletic right. it's an thing. Ad- I'm not saying they it's are, not ad- They are getting hurt a lot, but uh, 
yeah, no, it is it is scripted. Of, uh, you know, they're not really. It's not like boxing. So that was the thing back in the day. I remember. Yeah, they know who everyone was, was win. like, dude. It's not fake. It's real. Like I know that it's real, but everyone's like, no, no one knows who's gonna win. It's like this. Nah, we, it, it, you know. Like, yeah, no, they know who's gonna win. No, co- <laughs> no one comes up with that much pyrotechnics on a whim. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like, right. It's and not nobody, and nobody. Uh, one thing I've noticed uh, in my escapades today and yesterday while watching it, uh, a lot of ladder matches, which is when you have to climb the ladder to get the belt at the top and whatnot. And uh, for instance, if if there are two or three people they're fighting. And uh, they 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 fall down and they're kind of winded. Someone will start to climb the ladder, but you could tell that that person is not supposed to win the match because they won't climb the ladder very fast. Yeah, they're waiting. But they have plenty of energy. You can see that they just they're running around, but they won't climb the ladder very fast. And then they give them just enough time to get up and then push the ladder over. And I was like, okay, they're making it a little too obvious, but it's still very entertaining. Especially when you get the surprise, like just the, the chair shots to the face or something. Someone gets caught off guard. It's it's quite entertaining. Well, you know. So yeah, maybe, I give it. I give it. Give. Uh, maybe I'll have a to give it a recommendation. spin. Yeah, if you feel like uh, just sifting through some, and, and you can watch the old stuff all the way back through the '80s, even before that, the black and white stuff. Like they have the rights to pretty much all wrestling, um, so it's all on the the network, which is like a Netflix for just wrestling. It's pretty insane. Everything has a subscription service now. I mean, that's just the way of the future. Well, they figured out how to make us pay more than we would have paid for cable, but have cooler services. Well, back in the day, like, yeah, it was cable, but like, you still had to like order pay-per-view to see the, like the, um, the cage matches and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where they had to go over the top of the rope. I can't remember which that one was called. The Royal Rumble. That's what it was. Oh my that's gosh! The, that's the one. The Royal Rumble. The, the Royal R- Rumble. The Royalist of the Rumble. The Royal Rumble Blizzard from DQ. All right, brother. Well, I say we hop right into it. Oh yeah, that's the movie we're watching. Yeah. So this week, we're continuing <clears throat> our trek into the wonderful and non-violent world of the Aliens franchise, and mm-hmm. we've jumped into the second or the sequel, Aliens. Which yes. is a horrible name because no one knows what the fuck is the I first one. I love that name. I love it's the name. Alien. The, what an alien. If they called it Alien 2, meh. Like, that'd be all right. I mean, it's, that would have worked, but it, 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 it would have needed to be a scary movie if they were going to call it Alien 2. Aliens is perfect because it, it lets you know that, like, remember that scary one from the first? Well, now there's plural. There's more of them. It's not just the sequel. It's that there are more of them. There's, in fact... A lot of them, and uh, it makes the it makes for an entirely different movie, which is what we're going to get into. It really does. So this one came out in 1986, so seven years after the original. Mm-hmm. It was directed by James Cameron, mm-hmm. which I think it's nice because you can see a little bit of him. You know what I'm saying? Like Ridley's... yeah, there couldn't have been a better choice for 1986 to have James Cameron. Right. So, um, like his prime, I'd say for sure. I mean, he's kind of you know he's back now, but. And he did Titanic and all that, but I mean, come on. I'll never forget you, Jack. You know what I'm saying? I, I forgot about Jack until right now, so. I will never anyway, forget that young man <laughs> froze to death on a door. Uh, so Aliens takes place 57 years after the events of Alien um, to where we, we learn that Ellen Ripley has been floating through space um, yeah, just aimlessly and in hypersleep, which evidently makes you not age 
a day. Not so. a, not a wrinkle on her. It's just she just yeah. popped right up like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" She looked younger than she did in the first one. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, fifty-seven years later, she's picked up by the Wayland Corporation. Which in the first movie, we don't get really their their name. Um, they don't talk about the Wayland Corp. We don't really know who uh-uh. their boss is and all that. Um, we also don't know the name Xenomorph until till this movie. Um, right, but they act like they don't know what these things are called, that they're not real, but they... Yeah. That when they call it a Xenomorph is when you really are like... Um, which I guess they just kind of come up with off the cuff, which, good job. Right. If someone just made that up. Um, but that gives you the glimpse of, like, maybe you know a little bit more than you're letting on. That's true, yeah. Uh, that's a good point. And uh, so she she wakes up and initially is very frazzled and is like, what, what year is it and all that. She asks about her daughter. Now this, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, but, uh, but bear, bear with me. If you okay. <clears throat> so she goes off on a little tangent about, uh, or she goes, uh, she asks about her daughter back on earth, um, Amanda Ripley and uh, the dude from mad about you. What's his name? <laughs> the hell's is it Paul Reese? Is it Paul Reese? Is Paul? I feel like it's Paul something. Is it Paul Reese? But anyway, yeah, that Reiser. Guy. Yeah, we Riser. Paul Riser. There you go. That's who it is. Uh, he uh, he informs her that she in fact died of old age and shows her a photoshopped picture of Sigourney Weaver as an old woman. And uh, so this is where things get weird. So now it's going to be kind of spoilery, but not really. So a video game came out in twenty. I want to say thirteen fourteen. Um, called Alien Isolation. And I wish there was just a movie you could watch of it. But unfortunately, it's like 20 hours worth of playing a fucking game. Way too long. Way too long. My girlfriend beat it. I watched it. I can't play games like that. It was terrifying. Very scary alien game. But you play as Amanda Ripley. And you find out that Wayland was lying to Ellen Ripley in Aliens. Amanda did not die of old age on Earth. She became the um, she became a pilot and whatnot. The same thing that uh, Ellen was, because she wanted to find out what happened to her mom. So she went out searching for her mom, found a uh, found a ship that had like a distress call, and then comes across xenomorphs and all that. So you find out that no, she wasn't. She wasn't just on Earth the whole time. She didn't die of old age. Uh, Ellen Ripley's daughter, in fact, died from. Well, she doesn't die in the video game, but from a xenomorph as well. Okay. So yeah, there's so much deeper story just <coughs> right there that that very few people have really. Uh, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, very few people have experienced all the way through. See, I'm a I'm a sucker for canon. I love it when yeah. video games, books, comic books, toy lines, cartoons, all add to the original narrative. Mm-hmm. And that's totally canon. I don't know the you know I don't know the authority and who decides. I don't know what comic books are in canon, but I know that the game at least is canon to the the storyline. Yeah. So that's really cool. It would technically fall in between Alien and Aliens. Okay. In the, in the timeline. Yeah. Really entertaining. Definitely too long of a game, but really entertaining. Well, that's awesome. Really, really great game. Yeah. 
So they basically tell her that her daughter has died. Then, mm. then they take her to like this. I, w- I want to call it a tribunal. They basically grill the shit out of her and tell yeah. her. Yeah, they treat her like shit. They don't believe what she is saying, and they're pretty pissed off that she blew up a forty-three million dollar <laughs> piece of yeah, but equipment. sixty years ago, you know. Yeah, I'd be like, well, y'all could have just left me frozen, floating out there. Would have been yeah. just fine. But so they're like, so like, we're gonna strip you of your pilot's license. Like, you can't work on these ships. And they basically just like, hey, you got to go onto the cargo bay and load ships. Like, that's what your job is. Yeah. And then they start talking about how they've colonized the planet. LV-426. LV-426, correct. Yeah. And she's like, excuse me? Yeah, because they've been terraforming planets. And what do they call them? They call these little families pop-up something. I can't remember what they called them. But they basically were like, yeah, we just send these people to this planet with basically a giant nuclear reactor. Mm-hmm. That makes oxygen out of the current. If they're terraforming, they're making it a yeah. livable planet. It takes decades, but yeah, they yeah. they go up more and more at a time. Yeah, and so they were saying how they've not complained of anything, and uh, they. So she's just like whatever. So she goes on with her life, and then basically they then bamboozle her into going back to the planet because they have lost contact with the colony. Right. Of course they have. Now, I watched the director's cut, and yes. so did you, right? Yep. And then we kind of came up with the fact that the director's cut added a scene about this time where they start showing us the colony. Yeah, they show us uh, the character that we get to know later, Newt. They show mm-hmm. us her parents um, and what actually happens to them. A facehugger uh, attacks one of them. They basically find the ship from the first movie. Yeah. Um, Which definitely makes it feel like kind of it's a plan from right Maryland. because they're out there and they said if we find it you know do we get the what is it the, do we get the credit or the settlement or whatever like so definitely I enjoy because I when we, talking to you I just assumed I had forgotten that part but no I, I had never seen that part right you definitely see that they were the one that introduced the you know the alien the xenomorphs to the colony right so and then we go from there. And we're on a ship in a hypersleep again. Yeah, they because uh, I guess they're far away from, you know, they're far away from the planet at the time. So they send them back, and uh, and she gets down there. The only reason she agrees to go uh, is, well, closure because she has all these night terrors and all that. Um, so she wants to relax again and have a good night's sleep. So she decides to go down in the best case scenario and hope uh, nothing happens of course something happens and uh the entire crew has no idea what they're getting into they're all uber confident bill paxton as uh what's his name in this um bill paxton is hudson hudson i always think he's hicks which is funny because they make that joke in the movie they do i confused them too uh i don't know why they made that joke in the movie maybe that was a joke on set uh but for some reason, I always think he's Hicks, but he's Hudson. He's great in it. Uh, Bishop, I would have to say one of my favorites in this uh, movie. Yeah. Uh, Bishop is one of my favorite androids of all time, as far as his character goes. Um, yeah, we meet the whole crew. We have uh, we have the whole generic cast of characters. You could imagine from any type of Halo or any type of uh, story of Marines. Mm-hmm. And then Wait. they go in... 
uh, Ripley is on the on the ship safe with Mad About You, and they're watching through all their GoPros what they're doing. And um, well, they're all on the surface. Of, they're in like this, like what looks like a mining car. Yeah, on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just they're safer. Yeah, but for yeah. Sure. Um, they realize that they're on top of the nuclear reactor and they can't shoot, which pisses off all the Marines because now they're just sitting ducks in there. Because this is what's, wouldn't they have, I don't know, been told that this is a nuclear reactor? Maybe to come with some different equipment? Like, I feel like there was, you know, they just didn't have the the planning in there. They kind of jumped into the mission a little too soon. Yeah, I feel like Wayland was like a, was like a startup that uh the, poor like management a, yeah it was just a really crappy startup it grew too big you know they hired from from outside company terrible terrible decisions and uh so they're all in there and then they come across our first real uh, the real victim of what we what we see happen and we got our first chestburster of the movie our first real one anyway uh, they find the, are there more than, there's more than one person, but they find the live woman in the cocoon thing. Right. Uh, Chestburster comes out of her. They, they light her on fire. I guess fire is okay. Yeah. Cause fire, the bullets, they were worried about it piercing the reactor, the hull, uh, the hull and basically causing a thermonuclear explosion, which would yeah. be uh, I, a I'd, bad thing. Yeah. I'd still be cautious with a flamethrower, but I guess they were all right to use that. And then. It, the at this point when they're in this, so they already had found Newt. Um, but when they're inside, I, I want to call it a hive. Yes, I think that's fair to call that a hive. the The set is amazing. Yes, it is well done. The whole it, the whole movie is. I don't know where they filmed it or what kind of sets they used, but super extravagant sets for sure. Yeah. No, I I was like, man, look at all the detail. I mean, it was just really good. And the moment when they were in the hive and all the aliens started like detaching, mm-hmm. that's horrifying. Yeah. And this isn't necessarily a scary movie. This is definitely an action movie. But with scenes like that, those super creepy. That definitely reminds you you're watching an aliens film. Right. It reminds you who they are. And the de- aliens in this movie are definitely more, uh, I would say, animated. They're, I guess they move more fluidly than the previous alien. Yeah, and their design's a little bit different, too. They're they're spinier. They have... Well, don't they start introducing, like, different aliens? Like, there's, like, a queen. Well, the queen, yeah. The queen's a big one that we see. But as far as the shape of their heads, like, it's not <laughs> as smooth. It's not the transparent dome that we saw in the first movie. It's kind of more of a scaly, spiny head. Um, and that was just a design choice uh, that that doesn't really have any too big of a significance. But um, I thought they looked badass. I think they were called like warrior xenomorphs or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they look badass, especially when it's coming. I mean, not to skip ahead, but when it's coming out of the water behind Newt, like what a great image of that thing. Oh, yeah. Because uh, unlike the first movie, you see the Xenomorphs, uh, I mean, the whole damn time. Uh, this It jumps right into it after after that introduction scene. Oh, yeah. It's full tilt go at this point. You're seeing them all the time. Yeah. And let's just talk about how everyone basically dies almost instantaneously. I know. They really take out more than half the crew. For uh, Marines? Just that, yeah. They were not... <laughs> 
very smart. A, they took all their bullets out. B, they put all their bullets in one bag. Right. See, that bag got caught on fire. Right. That was really stupid, which, <laughs> which... is a trend in the future, uh, according to this universe. And, you know, it's kind of, it's not too surprising. We're all humans, and I don't think we're going to get that much smarter. But, uh, but definitely a lot of human error going into, going into play. Yeah. You know, one guy gets hit by a flamethrower. Falls over railing, gone. Uh, At this point, yeah. one person is only one person has been killed by a xenomorph. Right, it was the original yeah. marine that started this trans, you know, this 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 reaction of, well, she hit a guy with a flamethrower. He was a guy holding the bag with the bullets. The mm-hmm. bullets then lit on fire, blew up like four more dudes. Yep. And, and at this point, there's like three left. First off, they sent like eight people to this colony. Yeah, they sent they sent like their entire crew that they had available to them to go not shoot these aliens uh horrible situation and then also so also we have a character we have a child which is a great um symbol for ellen ripley's character as far as her having just lost her daughter to old age uh but we get newt which is a very not talkative little girl who lost her parents and her brother and has survived, what was it, 14 days? Mm-hmm. Uh, 14 days survived. I don't know how she did that. Um, Considering no one else could. I know. And fun fact, Newt is a teacher now, and she loves the fact that she was Newt, and she tells all of her students, and she's super into it. She should so, be super into it. Shout out to her because she didn't really act after this. That was really that was it, and she didn't even need to say much in the movie. Nope. She uh, just gets chased by a xenomorph in water, which is horrifying. What a badass scene, and what a cool thing to get to show people. Like, I, if I was in such a cool role, especially as a child, like I could be in one now. But especially as a kid, if I was in something cool, I would immediately quit and then <laughs> do something mundane and show everyone that I used to not be boring <laughs> because I think that's the better life to live. You really, at the end of the day, you want to be boring. That's nice. Being boring is really nice. It's relaxing. It's but relaxing. if you did something cool, that's awesome. Agreed. So get it out of the way. Now kids go do something cool. Go tip something over. Go tip something over. Go tip something over and get arrested for it. Cause later you'll get to tell people about it. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get to be like hey i was this awesome character in a badass action action adventure sci-fi horror is what this Man. is deemed as too would... many um yeah the adventure doesn't need to be there i would say an action horror or an action sci-fi I'd i wouldn't say... call this i wouldn't call this a horror i wouldn't call it a horror it's a yeah it's like a sci-fi monster action movie okay so yeah. everyone's been blown up we are now Ripley is taken over because the captain they put in charge basically collapses mm-hmm. and she just starts being a badass at this point. Of the, course. Remain- the remaining, what, there's four that hop on mm-hmm. the the ship then have to go and basically survive. And there's hundreds of these xenomorphs around. Um, yeah. In theory, the- they don't know how many, but it, it appears to be dozens, if not hundreds at a time. Well, I would guess because in the original in the the movie, 
you see when they when they pan the colony, it's mm-hmm. the colony's name, and there's a, it says population 158. Okay, so we can assume that 157 of them. Right. Well, give and take, because there was like a couple of them that were still being used as incubators. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll say, you know, we'll just do a couple math, carry the one, square root of nine. I'm going to say about 150 of these some bitches. You know, I wonder if a, a face hugger would ever plant an egg in a xenomorph. I mean, is that how they actually reproduce? Like, what if there's no other host organism? Do they just... They die out, I would assume. They're a parasite. They need a host to... Like, to... Yeah. I guess so. But what if they just choose chose to host on themselves? Would they get, like, mad xeno disease? Or would they be alright? I guess there's nowhere for the for the tongue thing to go. You know? Right. Like, where is it? They also don't mention that as how they necessarily eat. Because they don't really eat. Mm-mm. We don't know what xenomorphs eat. That's something I've never thought of till right now. Yeah. Because they don't eat the people. They kind of just punch them in the head really hard with their mouth and then drop them. And they go to sleep. Yeah. What but a life. If you, were, if you were to look at Aliens 1, or Alien, sorry. Alien. God. That, the original ship, which had the creators on it, right? They were the, all dead. Yeah. And there were no more people around or things but, to be but there were active eggs right but that was the only thing that was there there were no more aliens yeah i guess the queen i guess was they gone. died off so i guess maybe the queen just dropped a bunch of eggs and then died or maybe the, the queen was just in the next room and they never went over there because because of the first incident you know yeah maybe if they just walked around the corner they would have been like oh whoa um that's something there- to think about too if it was all on the same ship there's so many questions. There's just so many questions. Dude, I don't I there are very few movies that ask that ask more questions. Aside from like obscure ones, but but as far as like a franchise that could have answers but doesn't, this this series has way too many questions. And I love that. Yeah. Because and... whatever answer you give me, sure. <laughs> sure. Oh, okay. Sure. I'll take it. So at this point we're we're in the midst of a firefight. There's aliens coming from every which away, mm-hmm. and I. At some point, they get into. Well, they basically all try to survive, and basically the, the people that are left are basically Ripley and Newt, and uh, Hicks. Hicks, that's right. Yeah, um, Hudson gives the famous line, uh, "Game over, man," and. Uh... So that's always great. And what's uh, what's her name? Um, it's like Vickers or uh, the girl that looked like Rambo. The way she goes out is great. She uh, winds up sacrificing herself with a grenade uh, to kill some xenomorphs to help them escape. So that was pretty rad. And um, I think she's the last one to die before it's just... Hicks and Ripley and yeah. Newt. Yeah. And, and Newt. And then it's and we, basically them trying to escape, which becomes right. a very tense evacuation scene. Well, at one point you think you also think Newt's gone because of the water scene with the alien. Right. And Ripley has to go save her from a face hugger. Man. Yeah, because she's she's in the cocoon. She, she what a hell of a ride Ripley had to go on there. For sure. I mean, and 
at this point, she's got like every type of explosive attached to her. She's got a flamethrower. She's got a gun. And at this point now, she is balls deep inside the hive and she has just come face to face with the queen yep and uh she gets which, a, which is badass the the queen is disgusting the whole like larva tube um is just gnarly i love the whole design of it uh the fact that it's massive we get no context of where the hell this thing came from why it leaves these eggs around what it's doing here. Did anyone know it was here? Uh, yeah, right. we just get this massive farm of eggs. Uh, and... and the queen is surrounded by what I could only call, assume would be worker aliens if it's we're going off a bee colony here. Yeah. So she is surrounded by these gnarly looking aliens and a shitload of facehugger eggs. Mm-hmm. And She's just popping them out. And she goes fucking full bore flamethrower on these some bitches. What I was wondering is if she's just popping them all out in that room. Like, what are the odds that people just walk into that room? You know, I thought they, I thought they did it more systematically, unless some facehuggers just come out and start roaming around. But I mean, I what think... was the likelihood of the original movie that a random, you know, that's true, hey, salvage yeah, ship would be right. in the area and come down? Or that a terraformer would just be like, "Hey, well, I guess I wonder let me how... go for a stupid long drive on this alien planet and go into this abandoned ship and see." Well, what I wonder is how do how are there over a hundred xenomorphs? You know, were all the eggs in that room? Well, one facehugger comes out. Yeah, who knows? They probably because the facehugger, the xenomorphs don't don't pop out their own facehuggers. So people would like a hundred people would have to go into that room. You know what I mean? For sure. And then if the Xenomorph's just killing everybody, well, who's it actually... Unless they just grab everybody and tie them up and then bring them facehuggers. Which, that, I guess, could be what they do. Well, we, they, they take them to that, that, the hive, right? They, yeah. they put them on the wall. And I'm assuming at that point... I would love to see a scene of two Xenomorphs like duct-taping a person to the wall. That would be interesting. You They're know, really... like... Yeah. They don't explain that part. But anyway, yeah. Um, so we're in the evacuation scene. There's a lot of uh, freight elevators and time distortion. Told we have like 10 seconds to evacuate. But clearly, way more than 10 seconds goes by. Um, and then we get into the power loader suit scene. Which, which is, is one of the coolest fight scenes I mean, ever between a monster and and a human, for sure. Yeah, and she learned how to use the the power lifter. She already knew how to use it, but that was her job basically on the ship. She was she was moving missiles back and forth and shit. So she hopped right in that thing, uh, and then to protect Newt, she she took on the the queen hand to hand essentially and pushed her right into and what was it, a loading dock? An air dock? Mm-hmm. Um, which is really the only way you can kill a xenomorph, apparently. Well, they blow up a couple, for sure. and They, they do that. Definitely light a lot of these bitches on fire, but they are everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, they love knocking those things out of, out of airlocks. Yeah. Which is a great way for it to die, because it goes into space and it, it implodes. Yeah. 
And uh, and this one actually, well, did this one more just fall down a, an elevator chute? Was that what it was? Uh, yeah, that's right. That, yeah, because they were still they were still inside. They yeah. were still on the planet. Yeah, it just fell down an elevator shaft, and then it climbed back up. Um, all sorts of crazy shit at the end, and uh, so our only survivors actually wind up being Newt, Hicks, and Ripley. And they get out just in time with their their getaway ship, which is is propelled with the blast of the explosion from from the planet. And uh, and then they they burst off into open space again. So we kind of wind up with the same ending. Yeah, except a bit more of a family than just having a cat with you. Right. But at this um, point, we're not a hundred percent sure. Are we a hundred percent sure that Newt has not, or or Ripley at this point has not had an egg laid inside him? Right? It's qu- no, it's, yeah, we're it's never sure of that. Yeah, we're never sure of that. And um, but there is like that little uh teaser of of there being a face hugger with them, right? Which I always wonder. Like, I, I wonder, wonder what was going through that one's head and. How smart that one was, you know, like he went through a lot of shit to get to, to follow them out there for sure for just being what I imagine is a giant spider brain, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so that's really what ends the movie is, uh, is they take off and they go to bed and they hope <laughs> that someone finds them, um, which seems to be what you do when you shoot into hyperspace. You just go, Hey, we'll go to sleep. The computer knows what it's doing. It's night time. And, and yeah, hopefully somebody finds us eventually. And uh I mean what happens isn't great, but we're gonna have to talk about that one later. So But yeah. A question I brought up to you before we started was between Alien and Aliens, what is your favorite? My favorite as far as um Yeah, my favorite is the, the original. My favorite's Alien. Okay. Not gonna lie. Um I think I'm gonna have to go with Aliens. Um, I, I think it held my attention a little bit more. It's a little bit more mm-hmm. act, action-packed, right? I, it's I really, definitely fast. It's a fast-paced fa- It's fast-paced. There's a shitload of explosions, lots of guns, lots of bullets. But I also like the fact that they're introducing different types of aliens, that they're, they're giving mm-hmm. a little bit more story. You don't – rarely in a, in a trilogy or when there's four or more, the second one is never really the better one, right? It's usually well, the one that fills in the blanks, but it's not that much – an entertaining movie right, usually right. one and three are the one you know the open and the closer right mm-hmm. but i i think i enjoyed aliens yeah this for, alien for a series that was passed off to a new director they didn't really know what they were going to do with this movie um it it wasn't it wasn't like this was planned from the get-go alien was supposed to just be a a, a standalone movie so the fact that they were able to come out with this and not only make a badass movie but one of the better action movies you could find. Uh, I mean, that says something for James Cameron. That's for sure. For sure. But yeah, I would say Aliens my favorite in the in the sense that uh, I mean, it started everything. It's still creepy. If I I imagine the 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 way I look at what my favorite would be is what I would want to go watch in a theater if I had the chance. Okay. Uh, and for me, I've seen Alien and Aliens in the theater. And I I really enjoy watching Alien. That was a good one. Nice. All right. Yeah, that was a creepy one to watch in theaters. There's a lot of good sound. Um, 
a lot of good stuff like that. Aliens, actually, one complaint I do have is it's fucking loud. Um, like it when they're talking, it's quiet. But when when it there's a scene towards the beginning where it keeps cutting. It's when they're first going to LV four two six. It's like when they're kind of landing down there after they convince her. It's so loud when it shows the outside of the ship. And then it keeps cutting back into the ship where it is like dead silence, but they're talking. And it's really annoying to listen to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just a problem. The fact that I use my TV speakers, but that was a pain in the ass. Cause it was fucking a loud screeching sound of the ship, like landing. And then them just like whispering <laughs> yeah. in between. And it was like, all right, I get it. But aside from that, um, like the original one was just really great with its eeriness and its beeps and boops and its silence. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at so far. One scene we forgot to talk about is when the queen rips Bishop apart. Oh, yeah, dude, we didn't even talk about Bishop at all. Sorry for our rambling, but these movies, you know, you what you, you know, there's a lot to talk about. Uh so basically, Bishop is fantastic in the whole thing, and he comes through at the end, um, and essentially saves the day with with Ripley against the Queen. But he does get impaled by the tail and ripped a fucking part. Yep, lifted into the air and just straight up pulled in half. And talk about a redemption on special effects. Uh, with with <laughs> him cut in half versus Ash's head in the first one, so true. Like I wish I could just swap Ash in the first one with Bishop because he's so good, and uh, yeah, the effects of him just laying there with a big puddle of wires and old milk. Oh, that's great so... scene, great scene, and he winds up. Uh, I mean, he does die. That's for sure, right? But... He d- he doesn't die in vain, and they get to you know kind of have a goodbye, which was cool. But yeah, overall, Alien th- is a good movie. Definitely the whole trilogy. I mean, the whole series is a watch. But... Whole qu- it's a it's a I mean it's a what do what, what we call it a sextilogy sex trilogy uh, septrilogy. No idea. Sep- septology. I like where you're going though. I um, I like all these names. I like all these names too. All the ologies. It's definitely a long ass franchise. And uh, and we've still only scratched the surface. This is halfway through the, the month, but there's still plenty of other fun facts and things to touch on, which are other video games. There's comics. There's the short films that are coming out this month that those are on IGN.com. And I believe they're all free to watch. There are countless other things, the Alienverse Predator series, the Prometheus, the Covenant. But as far as the first two go, uh, that's what we got for you. So, as always, we are the guys behind the counter. If you ever, guys, have questions, concerns, comments, hit us up in the DMs at Behind the Counter Podcast on Instagram or Behind the Counter Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. If you guys have any knowledge of the movies we're talking about, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, enjoy. Later. <laughs>